ladies and gentlemen. It's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pie del Cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's a Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> good morning, good people. How are we doing out there? A big special good morning to Min, Vero, and The Bridge joining me right now in the chat. If you want to be in the live audience, all you have to do is go to twitch.tv barra professional bohemian how are you doing guys we made it we made it here we are on this beautiful beautiful monday morning another week another glorious week in capitalist heaven natch here we are here we are to make to make money for our for our overlords <laughs> oh no it's a good day mate. it's a good day i'm feeling good this week how are you doing natch how was the weekend man very good very good yes we i celebrate my son's birthday and how was it? Of... How was it? I remember on Friday saying, oh, well, I yeah, have to. Pretty good. It's uh, tiring because it's a lot of effort. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. Well, I was um, Friday night here for the Open Doors, Saturday morning in Las Tablas um, for, for the Open Doors over there, recording a video. Sunday, uh, I did nothing. I'm going to be honest with you, did absolutely nothing. It was glorious. <laughs> I did watch a movie, and I can't remember what movie it was I watched. Man, have you seen the Barbie movie yet, Natch? No, not yet. Okay, okay. It's good. It's good. I, Rob recommends. Um, let's see. The uh, Pedro's here. Bonta, Iron Man's here. How are you doing, guys? Oh, my God. What a show we have lined up for you today, my friends. Um, in the second half of the show, we are asking 100 humans to tell me things they do when they first get into the car. Cuando entran en su coche. Dime lo primero que haces cuando subes a tu coche. That's a weird turn of phrase. When you get on your car, right? Subes a, a tu coche. It's a weird, weird translation, man. And it's weird, even more weird. I know the audience is saying, why didn't he get Nivelazo for such a great translation? I, I don't know, guys. I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> Tell me the first thing you do when you get into your car. Um, then in complete the news, we'll find we'll find out what um, a herd of sheep ate in Greece, and if we have time, we'll also look at um, some other things. Let's see. Uh, in the first half of today's show, though, we do have a delicious, unpopular opinion for you um, about toxic work environments, uh, as we've seen cropping into the news recently. Um, stars, superstars are being called into question for for generating toxic work environments. Ellen DeGeneres, um, and very recently, Jimmy Fallon. Did you hear anything about this, Natch? Jimmy Fallon is the the late-night host that laughs at his own jokes. I'm not going to criticize him for that, because I do the same thing. (laughs) um, But yeah, apparently he creates a toxic work environment. People crying, Natch. I'm crying because he says mean things. <laughs> uh, today's unpopular opinion is every workplace by design is toxic. Ooh, a hot one, a hot one. People already voted on Instagram. How do you think they voted, Natch? How do you think? Do you, th- do you think they said true or false? They said true. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Well, I will. Uh, I will reveal that in a second. First, friends, I'm here, you're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. Um, Pedro says, good morning. He's driving right now. Good. I appreciate um, I appreciate you. <laughs> Please don't crash <laughs> because we'll get in trouble. Uh, bon Twine Man, good morning, guys. He says, Natch, life is an effort, says the bridge. True story. Life is pain, like Sisyphus. Just rolling that rock up the hill. <laughs> uh Aupa Aleti says Vero. Did Atleti did Atletico Madrid play this weekend? Yes, uh, they win. They won against Real Madrid. Oh really? Okay. Um, uh, and um, and what what cataclysmic life changes um, occurred due to this? Absolutely pe- none. Absolutely <laughs> not. Okay, okay. Sorry, I was just just well, confused. Kids, Atleti kids, <laughs> Atleti fans, the kids fans are, yeah. are really happy today. They're really happy. Well, you know. Well, not that kid. <laughs> not, that, not that young. <laughs> uh, Min says, don't give him an evil laugh because he begs for it. Yeah, um, I have heard that complaint, Natch. I've heard that complaint. People say, 
People have written to me various times saying, sometimes you don't deserve an Ivalatho. And Natch gives you one. Look, Natch knows, man. He's been long enough um, in the language teaching environment to know when I just need encouragement. I've only been here 20 years. You gotta give me a break. <laughs> Be patient with me. All right, so let's get into some uh, let's get into some news. Um, I don't know. We've got some uh, we've got some updates on previous stories. Natch, do you remember we've spoken at length about the writers' strike? Another as we delve into this um, topic of toxic workplaces. Well, apparently, um, this coming from from what piece of news from NBCNews.com, Hollywood writers' strike could soon end as both sides reach an agreement. The Hollywood writer strike, which has been ongoing, is reportedly on the verge of concluding as both disputing sides seem to have reached an agreement. According to sources familiar with the negotiations, however, the finalization of the deal is currently being delayed to, due to disagreements of a specific language in the deal. Yeah, that's usually, that's usually because terms are phrased in a certain way where one side kind of you know, thinks it gives too much room for the other side to operate. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll soon be getting um, all that wonderful content back. Don't worry, guys. Does this bother you? Have you not... Uh, here's the thing, Natch. Have you noticed any impact in your life that um, Hollywood actors and writers have been striking? No. Me neither. Me neither. I think this show... This demonstrates an immense dissonance in between we, the consumers... The importance that we perceive as consumers and the importance that um, the writers and actors perceive of themselves. I mean, don't get me wrong. When I don't get my new season of Rick and Morty, I'm going to be very upset. You know, but has content really been that enriching? Has it been enriching our lives? I feel like like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, we were in the position where we used to have to seek out content that we'd enjoy. And now we're in the position of having to filter out content to get things that are just mediocre to, to entertain us. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be against strikers, you know, comrades. <laughs> I don't want to be against unions. I just, you know, I kind of call into question. Um, I call into question why Hollywood writers and actors are striking and it's all over the news. Yet you've got people. Um, doing incredibly important jobs, nurses, doctors, teachers, you know, pay, you know, quite often having to take on side jobs just to be able to um, just to be able to pay their bills. And why isn't that getting the same news coverage? You know, because it's not interesting for people. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's interesting. Anyway, the dissonance between um, we the consumer and they're the producers of media content. There you go. And uh, finally, in a, in another piece of catch-up news, Natch, I know you, you've been on the edge of your seat, you guys at home, and uh, and certainly Nacho, about the conclusion of the farting dog um, story, right? <laughs> the, so this, if you haven't, if you missed that episode of the show, shame on you. It's there in 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 every good podcast directory. So uh, this is coming from um, Insider.com. Uh, the couple seated next to a farting dog. On a plane fight, on a plane flight, sorry, um, are going to donate their reimbursement. They got reimbursed, Natch, $1,400. My God. Uh, which they plan to donate to an organization aiding vision impaired individuals with service dogs. Um, yeah, okay. How do you feel about this? Do you think, would you be upset if you were sat next to a dog on a flight? What if it? Bothers you during the whole flight, yes. Yeah, if it was farting, right? Yeah. <laughs> or shouting or something like that. Um, could I sue if I'm with um, if I if I'm sat next to a child that's farting and and crying? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, where where do we draw draw the line here? The couple here says the couple emphasised the importance of accountability and believe passengers should be informed in advance if they're seated next to an animal. Um, all right. Fair play. I understand that. Can we be informed if we're sat next to children? Or if there are children on the flight? You know? Okay, you boy's an animal. You can't say that. Animals are not the same as humans. Or whatever. 
whatever. Yeah, but look, if there's a if there's a two year old repetitively kicking me at the back of my seat, which has happened a thousand times, it's also disrupting the enjoyment of my flight. But to be fair, I f always fly in economy class, <laughs> so I'm basically treated just like everyone else, like um uh, like a battery chicken. <laughs> All right, so those are your two news catch-ups. Let's see what else is in the news today. Um, I did want to cover um, Japan's rapidly aging population, something that I um, posted in the open um, Patreon post. By the way, guys, all the po all the articles and news that I use on the show, you can catch up with those on Patreon, where you can actually read a little bit, bit about it or actually use the link to travel to the um, to the article. Uh, but instead of that, we're going to see NASA um, all over the news this weekend that NASA um, has collected a sample from an asteroid for the first time ever. Have you heard about this, Natch, in the news? Okay, well, wow. Because I'm a bit of a news addict, I guess I've been um, inundated with uh, stories about this um, uh, this collection of samples from an asteroid but what everyone fails to mention is why <laughs> why is it important uh, well this this is um, um comes from an article from theverge.com nasa has successfully completed its first ever asteroid sample return mission um which collected material from the asteroid bennu the spacecraft launched in 2016 released a capsule containing the asteroid material which landed in Utah. This mission aims to help scientists understand the early solar system and the origins of life on Earth by analyzing collected samples. There you go. Um, beautiful that we still live in an age of uh, discovery, right, guys? Um, and what else do we have? Oof, do we have time for more news? That's a question. That's the question, my friends. Um, I, I, I do actually have a piece of news that I wanted to push over and really dedicate some time to. But we're going to dive into it a little bit and we'll get into it in an unpopular opinion later in the week. This is an amazing, um, amazing artist, um, article from DazedDigital.com. And the title is this. We were never supposed to see our faces this much. We were never supposed to see our faces this much. Get ready, um, live audience, because I do want your take on this a little bit. Um, se suponía que nunca veríamos nuestros propios caras tantos. Don't give me a nivelazo. I was too, it was too awkward. <laughs> the article from Dazed Digital discusses the psychological and societal impacts of constantly viewing our own faces due to the prevalence of mirrors, cameras, video calls, um, social media in modern life. Historically, people didn't have means to view their reflections as frequently, and identity was more linked to one's community and character rather than appearance. Interesting, right? It's true. Um, I'm going to repeat that again. Um, historically, people didn't have the means to view their own reflections as frequently and identity was more closely linked to community and character. Does this kind of explain not only um, how, how it seems we've become more and more, more and more kind of image conscious as a society, could it also explain a little bit of our anxiety called due to um, our self-perception? The article continues, the advent of mirrors marked a, sh a shift in self-perception, intensifying visual self-awareness. The article suggests that the constant self-viewing, especially through platforms like Zoom and social media, can heighten self-consciousness and self-criticism leading to phenomena like Zoom dysmorphia and a rise in cosmetic procedures. This is a fascinating article. Again, I will post the, um, I will post the article in my Patreon, but it will lead to an unpopular opinion later in the week. Uh, let's see. Vero se suponía que no veríamos tantos nuestros propios caras. Probably a better... Um, <laughs> Probably a better translation. Can we get a, a nivelazo for Vero, please? What? Que nivelazo. 
Kenny Velathol. We don't deserve you. I, too, once made an allusion to this, Rob, if you remember. Well, we'll get into it in, a, in its own proper, um, unpopular opinion later in the week. But I did want to give you a little bit of um, a primer for it. Do we see ourselves too much in this modern age? We were never supposed to see our faces as much. And now our value, our self-value is so closely linked to our appearance um, that... You know, we're seeing many, many more kind of, well, as they say here, Zoom dysmorphia, where we kind of, we we attribute negative attributes to our own physicality based on what we see in a mirror or in a camera. Is it to our detriment? Maybe it is. We'll get into this later. Right now, we have a different unpopular opinion. Let's go there now. Unpopular Opinion. For those of you with the first time listening, what even is an unpopular opinion? It's a brain fart, un pedo cerebral, un pedo mental, una rayada. I share it with people on my Instagram. Today's unpopular opinion is every workplace by design is toxic. Um, cada lugar de trabajo, Nach. How would you say that? Sí, lugar de trabajo. Cada lugar de trabajo por diseño es, to es tóxico. Every workplace, by design, is toxic. You said true, right, Natch? Do you think by a little or by a lot? Mm, by, uh, by a little. Give yourself a, a probo approved, Natch. Jeez Louise. Probo approved. <laughs> I shouldn't even bother polling people. I should just ask Natch. True, though. It is. They said 60% true. That every workplace, by design, is toxic. Over recent months, we've seen um, how celebrities... Um, have been unmasked as creating toxic work environments. Too much pressure on people. Um, uh, communicating with people in the in a insensitive manner. But my question is this: Aren't doesn't everybody? Don't we all kind of suffer that? <laughs> Do, are we not all under a lot of pressure? in this modern age is this something single is this something to be singling out a few um a few celebrities or is is work culture by design quite toxic hmm. well let's dig into this um, right now and during the break you got you guys are going to vote so i thoroughly tortured the elves this morning and they give me some pros and cons in the pro column um, agreeing with the statement that, yes, every workplace is inherently toxic by design. Um, fundamental structure of most workplaces involves a hierarchy, which can create power imbalances and foster environments where abuse or exploitation can occur. Now, when you... <laughs> these are strong words. Um, where abuse and exploitation can occur. You... You sell your time to a company, a corporation, in exchange for money. And there are certain exp expectations placed upon you. There are inherent hi hierarchies within those um, organizations, meaning that you don't have the autonomy that you might want. But that is just the nature of the work environment, is it not? Next, anyway, many people prioritize profits over the well-being of their employees, potentially leading to exploitation, overwork, and, uh, and disregard for workers' rights and mental health. If this doesn't describe your workplace, <laughs> you're working for an NGO. Because every single company, um, they're by design, they are designed to generate a profit, not make you happy. And it's sad, but it's true. Every workplace is designed, its primary focus is to make money, not to make their employees happy. Let that sink in. Next, competition. Workplaces often pit employees against each other for promotions, raises, or job security, which can create an environment of distrust and animosity. If you're maybe in a big team, you know, a new job opens up, internally a lot of people apply. Next, a lack of autonomy. Many jobs provide little to no autonomy to their employees, which can lead to feelings of helplessness, frustration, or lack of fulfillment. I mean, it's true. At every level, though. I mean, even even a big, even a CEO 
of a company has to answer to shareholders. They're even in the in the hierarchy, even at the top of the hierarchy, there are people to answer to. And you can't be as autonomous and you can't make the decisions maybe you'd like to make because it's just the nature, the design of modern business. But those are just a few opinions. Here we have we have some cons as well, disagreeing with the with the statement, saying that not every workplace is inherently toxic. Let's dive into those. Um, in, there's a vast array of workplace cultures and many companies actively foster supportive, inclusive and positive environments. That's true. I used to work. Um, I used to I was the editor in chief of a New York lifestyle blog. Dude, there was a, there was an area to take a nap in that co- in that company. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but if you were to ask the employees, they hated their boss. You know, they hated their um, their day to day. Oh my god, I've got no autonomy. We don't. They don't pay us enough. Basically, the same complaints you hear over and over again from millions of people. Because you know, I think to a certain degree that most workplaces are inherently toxic by design. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, Some companies prioritize employee well-being, providing supportive management, professional development opportunities, and mental health resources. Why would they provide mental health resources if they weren't conscious that their their workplaces were were by design toxic? (laughs) You know? Anyway, let's continue. Sorry, I shouldn't add editorial comments to this. Uh, Many workplaces emphasize collaboration and mutual support, building a sense of community and shared purpose among employees. True story. And final, uh, the final point in the con column, work can provide people with a sense of purpose and accomplishment, and many people find satisfaction and meaning in their careers. But just because people are satisfied with their work does not inherently mean, does not translate to a workplace environment being toxic. Interesting. All right, let's um, dig into the chat there because I see you're all writing a lot. Vero says, false. If workers adapt themselves to the work they have to develop and to the people they work with, it doesn't have to be a toxic place. Um, Pressure, sure. This is from Min. But all other things connected to toxic work culture should be much rarer. I haven't worked at a toxic place ever. Well, then you're very lucky. You're very lucky because most of us, most, I think most workers in the world, other than maybe the uh, the highest heights, you don't think Nacho gets sick of me? <laughs> you don't think, you don't think, um, you don't think the, the other locutorists think, oh my God, this guy emailing again, telling us to do something. Leave me alone. I'm already busy. Why is he putting pressure on us to finish this thing? And these are not, and I'm not asking people to do normal things or go over and above. I quite often take on work myself so the team doesn't have to. But no, I mean, you ask anyone, no one's going to be 100% happy with their boss, with their work-life balance. Dude, I want to work less. I want to get paid more. I want to have the resources, all the resources I need to be able to do my job quicker and more efficiently. And the company won't do that. Grr. <laughs> Welcome to the workplace, my friend. <laughs> Welcome to the workplace. Nach, am I over? How would you feel on this subject? Mm, I think it's half and half. half. Yeah, obviously, n- almost nobody likes <laughs> to work. But there, is more, mm, there are people that assume more than they should. It's like, don't do more than you, you're paid for. It's like, don't... Yeah, yeah. Do you find? Would you agree with this statement that most people that take on more than um, more than they assume are doing it for um, because of a little bit because of society's expectations? Like you work hard, you do. You know, working hard is is something to be proud of, um, and a little bit because because every workplace in the world kind of encourages and fosters that <laughs> that that logical fallacy. I, I think it's 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 one's fault. Yeah, yeah. Not not the society, in okay. my opinion. Yeah, I mean, well, I, that's probably the case here in Europe, but in the states, I mean, in the states, in the, in the US, and certainly a little bit in the UK too, um, uh, you are lauded for having what they would call a good work ethic, 
A good work ethic is something to be proud of. Does extra hours, does more than everyone else, skips lunch. Wow, good for you. I remember once my um, uh, a good friend of mine moved to um, the US to work. <laughs> and she was she freaked out. They drink coffee in their car, Rob. They drink coffee in their car. <laughs> so there you go. That's the topic up for debate. We'll get back to some more. Um, uh, we'll get back to some more of your opinions um, after the break. I'm going to post a poll in the chat. You're going to tell me: Is every workplace by design inherently? toxic guys thank you so much for um, listening and taking part a lot of things you could have been doing this morning instead of doing those things you took the time to spend some time with me in the natch and it means the world we'll see you soon hey guys if you'd like to support the show you can do so on patreon that's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian there you'll find vods of the episodes as they are recorded live blogs vlogs and behind the scenes content if you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing out there? If you've just tuned in, what did you miss? Wow, let's get into it. Oh my God. We had a follow-up on the story of the writer's strike. Uh, apparently, it's going to be over soon. Uh, yeah, the, the writers and actors have reached some kind of an agreement with um, with the producers. So hopefully, hopefully that'll be over soon. And then we found out that... Um, <laughs> wow, I'm going to get some messages, Natch about comparing sitting next to a dog and sitting next to a child. I'm going to get some messages about that. I know I am. Um, about the, the people, the individuals who sat next to a farting dog. <laughs> they, got their, uh, they got their flight, or they were, um, they were refunded their flight. They got $1,410, and they're going to they're gonna donate that money to, um, to service dogs, which is nice. Then we looked a little bit at um, at NASA's asteroid collection. Um, yeah, their their recently f- t- finished mission where they collected um, samples from an asteroid in um, with the with the idea of learning about the early solar system and how life started on Earth. Panspermia, they call it. Natch. When when they, when um, proteins come from an asteroid and it lands in the ocean and. And those protein strings come together to form life. Panspermia. I don't get an evil atho for that. I just have watched too many documentaries. Evil <laughs> All right. Um, and then we went into... Uh, and then we took a little look at something that's going to come back as an unpopular opinion later on this week, probably. We were never supposed to see our faces this much. Is the fact that we, we are so visible to ourselves... As it dis- detracted from the idea that character and the way we behave inside of our communities should be the real measure of our worth. As is the measure of our worth now more and more placed on the aesthetic, thanks to social media, video calls, things like that. It's an interesting topic, open for debate. And then we, me- then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion, which is every workplace by design is toxic. Woo! Okay, my God. Let's get into the chat. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Where were we? Where did we leave off? Um, the main goal is to make money. It doesn't mean they don't care about your well-being. Even from a cold-hearted point of view, happier workers are more productive, more likely to put in overtime, etc., while depressed workers avoid work and are sick more frequently. That's a true story. There is actually um, a case. I can't remember the name of it. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to flip the script now. <laughs> I've argued in favor um, in favor of the opinion. Now I'm going to flip the script. There is um, a great study where they took. Um, I think it was there were ladies working in a, a, in a textile mill. I wish I could remember the name of the study. And they they were they were trying to increase productivity, right? So they brought in some scientists to observe um, uh, di- under different conditions uh, how worker prog- productivity could be improved. So there were guys walking around with um, with clipboards and pens. They'd increase the temperature, decrease the temperature, um, different lighting conditions, different um, amounts of space between workers. And do you know what they found? They found that no matter what they did, 
the um, uh, the the productivity consistently increased and in the end they came to the conclusion that what was increasing the worker productivity was the fact that there were people walking around with clipboards asking how they were how they felt they felt important and cared about which led to a massive um, revolution in to what we call now modern day human resources so yeah it is true happier workers are more productive workers that feel a sense of agency that feel like they're being rewarded that feel like their bosses care about them work more productively all right let's see uh, min says but having things complain uh, having things to complain about your job equal does not equal a toxic workplace by that logic the weather is toxic um work smarter not harder says uh data um let's see uh, pedro is complaining about the traffic while in his car clearly his car is a toxic environment <laughs> uh, someone said there that the shape of my head is disorienting <laughs> yeah i don't know data drink a coffee data Go home, you're drunk. You should see the screenshot in his server. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, uh, I also got another message. Where was it? The Probo Show, powered by Elf Torture. That's exactly true. I don't agree. Every workplace is toxic. That's life. Um, you have to work for to make a living. Toxic thing is the stress that work brings to you. It's like saying life is toxic. No, it's only life and you have to deal with it says Urs. Guys, some great comments there. Can we get um, a big collective Probo approved? Probo approved. Yeah, the reality is um, the workplaces have never been less toxic, my friends. <laughs> it's not like you're out there mining, getting black lung and dying an early age. You're not working at the age of 12 in a mine, although you should be, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, life, life, is, life and work at the workplace environment has never been as good as it is right now. Sure, that's not to say that things can't be improved. Of course they can be improved. But every time I read a new news story about like certain workplaces um, uh, being unveiled as toxic, you know, I, I then on the other side see this pushback saying, no, no, put your big boy pants on, deal with it. I have to deal with this kind of treatment in my job all the time. Stress and, you know, be, grow up. Why? <laughs> you know, if you're dealing with a toxic boss or a toxic environment, you're well within your rights to speak out, man. Because it's true. We've only made the advancements that we've made today through A, scientific research and B, a more sensitive, um, uh, more sensitive hierarchy in our jobs. You know? And perhaps you're, you are one of the unlucky ones to be working in an environment that is particularly toxic or is not. Maybe you've got a boss who's too demanding, communicates in a really harsh um, way. You know, and those are things to be spoken about and those are things to be dealt with. But um, we as a, as a culture and as a community, we have never, ever had it as good as we have now. I don't think every workplace by design is toxic because... Pff, not every workplace is the same. It's very different. Even in our own company here at the at the radio, right, Natch? There is a massive difference between the ma my management style fits is from the from the top to the to everybody. We all like even within um, one company, there's a massive difference to how people interact and live inside their employment. So to say that every workplace is by design toxic, I think that's just a logical fallacy. But who cares what I think? <laughs> no one is the answer to that question. Um, what we care about is the live audience and what they think. All right, friends, here we go. Are you ready? So I made the statement, every workplace is toxic by design. And you guys said... 71% false. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Um, let's see, Datter, you're not um, working in a mine either, Lady Hands, says Datter. <laughs> Datter, you're a beautiful person. Uh, Ma Min says, of course, he's not. He's not 12, which is prime mining age. True story. 
<laughs> it's true though, eh, Natch? I see this more and more, people pushing back against people just saying, you know, this is a, a bad working environment. You know, and I think a lot of these, when it comes to Jimmy Fallon, Ellen DeGeneres, I don't know if this made it as big news in Spain, but when these um, are unveiled as, as, as toxic environments to work, it's not because of the toxic environment. It's because the public perception about those people. People think Jimmy Fallon is just a beautiful guy, lovely, friendly. They think the same of Ellen DeGeneres. And it's that dissonance where people um, feel outraged. Because everybody knows that in any job, you're required to do certain things. But when he oversteps that mark, then you are well within your rights to say something, in my opinion. But hey, guys, look. As Grandpa Boy used to say, opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one, and they all stink, including mine. <laughs> so on that note, let's go to today's 100 Humans. All right, friends. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans. And I asked them all a question. Today's question was, tell me the first thing you do when you get into your car. Um, dime lo primero que haces cuando subes a tu coche. Tell me the thir- first thing you do when you get into your car. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I have the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Let's go, friends. All right. Um, Ellen was cruel, says uh, Datter. Um, to be fair, by the sound of it, Ellen definitely um, went past the line. Yeah, what do you think of Jimmy Fallon, eh? I always, always thought it would be... A, he kind of looks like a nice guy to work with. Apparently not. Hmm. Um, let's see. Min... Oh, actually, let's go to Natch first. Natch, what's the first thing you do when you get into your car? To fasten your seatbelt. Fasten your seatbelt. By the way, nivelazo. Nivel, go, do it. Buy a nivelazo. Damn. Not put on, which is what instinctually you'd go for, right? Fasten your seatbelt. Very good, dude. Um, uh, you know what? Rafelka agrees. Fasten your seatbelt. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> Rafelka, Natch. It's the number one answer. You're killing it, guys. Yeah, killing it. All right, there you go. Number one answer, 54 of 100 humans said fasten the seatbelt. All right. Um, uh, The bridge also said buckle up. Min said to close the door. Get into the car. First thing you do, close the door. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Well done, guys. Close the doors there. The third most popular answer with eight of 100 humans saying, close the door. Well done. All right, next one. Um, Buckle up, we've had. Buckle up, another way to say fasten your seatbelt. Check your mirrors. Check your mirrors. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Uh, The sixth most popular answer with three of 100 humans saying, fix your mirrors. Um, all right, let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, seatbelt laws were made to be broken, says Tato. <laughs> um, all right. All right, do you guys need clues already? My God, come on, friends. You can do this. All right, I'll give you... Um, I'll start giving you some clues. Um, the bridge says, sit in the, um, sit in the passenger seat now. <laughs> um, okay, let me give you a clue. Let me give you a clue. Ladies might check themselves in the mirror real quick. To check yourself in the mirror. It's not there. It's not there. Good answer, but not there. Put on the radio. To put on the radio. Great answer, but not there. It's not there. All right. Um, let's go for the seventh most popular answer. And also a great song by the band James. Um, it's something you would do, you would, it's literally the first thing you would do when you get into the car. You know, you, you, you're not in a car standing, right? Go on, Natch. Tell them what it is. 
You have a seat. You sit down. Well done. Seventh most popular answer. Sit down. <laughs> Rafelka also said, sit down. Well done, Rafelka. And Min said, breathe. <laughs> no, not me. I, I hold my breath until I've gotten to the destination. <laughs> sit down. Uh, breathe is not there. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Okay, you've got three more to get. Um, all right. This one, you don't want someone carjacking you. You know what carjacking is? Um, carjacking is when someone pulls you out of your car and steals it. Okay. So what's one thing you could do to avoid that happening? Also, you don't want your kids opening the door while you're driving. You know, come on. What are you going to do? I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know. Say it in Spanish. Cerrar las puertas. Cerrar las puertas, pero con llave you'd say lock the door. It's there, Natch. Well done. <laughs> lock your door, says Min. Well done. <laughs> it's not ready, your guns. Come on. The bridge also said um, uh, lock the doors. Rafalka says roll down your windows. Is roll down your windows there? No, it's not. No, it's not. I think you guys have only got two left to get. Okay. Okay. In order to move... I said a word there. Oh, God damn it. These, uh, this is so hard to give you a clue without giving you the actual answer. <laughs> okay. In order to make the car move, it's a two-step process. Right? It's a two-step process. What's the first step in making it move, Natch? Uh, arrancar to start. The... Well, before that, even. You to put the key in. Put the key in the ignition. Well done, Natch. <laughs> and then you said start the car, which is also there, our second most popular answer. Well done. Let's take a look at the chat. Um, we had position the seat and rear view mirrors correctly. We did have that. Well done, um, Vero. Check your mirrors. Um, get out of your car because you forgot something. And we also had turn the engine, turn on, put the key in the ignition. Well done, guys. That was today's 100 humans. Let's go through the list. Okay, so I asked 100 humans to name the first thing they do when they get into the car. In position number seven, we had sit down. Sentarse, three of a, uh, two of a hundred humans said that one. In position number six, we had fix the mirrors. Los espejos, you know what I mean? You, you put them in the right position so it's good for you to see um, the other drivers and the road. In position number five, we had lock the doors, cerrar las puertas. Yeah, it's a bit of a... Um, uh, it's a bit of a weird one, that, because you don't really say lock the door in Spanish. How would you say that? You know, when you put the... I would the say bloquear. Bloquear la puerta. Okay. Um, in position number... Four! Um, we put the keys in the ignition. Um, that I have no idea. Llaves en el contacto? Yeah? Oh! Thank you, translation. Thank you, translation, Elf. You get an extra two seconds of sunshine today. All right. In position number... We had close the door, as opposed to lock the door. Close the door. That would be cerrar la puerta. In position number two, we had to start the car. Arrancar el coche. Start the car. And finally, in position number one, with 54 of 100 humans. Well done to you. All of you said it. <laughs> it was ponerse el cinturón. Or cinturón de seguridad, no? Put your seatbelt on. All right, with all that said, friends, let's move on to today's Complete the News. Complete the News! Well done, Vero. Poner la llave en el contacto. Um, all right. Forget the... Um, you forgot TT. I don't know what that means, Bridge. All right, let's, um, let's go to Complete the News. I'm going to give you a news headline. Um, for all you people watching but not interacting, friends, this is your moment. Maybe you'd feel too scared about sharing your opinion. This is your time right now because all you have to write is A, B, or C. I'm going to give you a news headline, a real news headline. And you guys, but I'm going to leave out some important information. You guys are going to complete the news with the three options I give you. So here we go. 
This piece of news coming from the Greek Reporter, GreekReporter.com. And it's with regards to a herd of sheep. This is a good piece of news, Natch. You're going to love this one. A herd of sheep. Sheep. My bad. A herd of sheep eat 100 kilograms of blank in Greece. A herd of sheep eat 100 kilograms of blank in Greece. But what did they eat? A herd of sheep. Um, I think it's un rabaño de ovejas. Rebaño. Mm-hmm. Rebaño. Uh, uh, de ovejas se come 100 um, kilogramos de blank en Grecia. A herd of sheep eat 100 kilograms of blank in uh, in Greece. What? But what is it? Is it A, 100 kilograms of hummus? It's a Middle Eastern um, kind of dip, I guess you call it, right? <laughs> or, or a spread made with chickpeas. Is it B, moussaka? Or is it C, cannabis? <sighs> All right. A herd of sheep, uh, un rebaño de ovejas, se come 100 kilogramos de blanc en Grecia. Is it A, hummus, B, moussaka, or C, cannabis? Isn't moussaka kind of like a, the, the Greek version of a, of a lasagna? Yes, more or less. Right. Um, hummus is kind of like a dip or a spread made with chickpeas um, coming from Middle Eastern countries. And cannabis, you know what cannabis is. <laughs> if there are kids in the car, you explain it to them. It's your job. <laughs> a, B, or C. Ooh, I see a lot of... Um, speak Spanish, kilogramos. Continues in Spanish. This isn't a real language. Kilogramos, no, in, in, in Espanol. Yes, uh, we all say kilos. Kilos, okay. Mm-hmm. My bad. Is kilogramos incorrect? No, no, it's perfectly correct. Okay. The proper way. There you go. There you go. If you want any any advice with Spanish language, Natch, you just ask me. Here I am. Here I help. <laughs> so what do you think? A, B, or C? A, almost B, moussaka, or C, cannabis? Seems like the chat is angling towards C. What do you think, Natch? Yeah, me too. You think C as well? Yeah. Wow, qué mal pensado sois, eh? <laughs> let's, um, uh, okay, well, let's uh, let's find out. A herd of sheep eat 100 kilograms of... It is... Sea cannabis. Well done. <laughs> Dude, lucky sheep, am I right? What the hell? <laughs> this is true. Um, in Thessaly, Greece... A herd of sheep struggling to find fresh grass due to floods, the the flooding that's happened over there in Greece, invaded a greenhouse cultivating medical cannabis and consumed around 100 kilograms of the crop. Oh, my God. (laughs) Imagine being the farmer thinking, oh, I've got a payday coming. Thank God. (laughs) Um, This incident occurred near the town of Almyros in Magnesia. And led to the sheep exhibiting strange behavior. <laughs> you know what, Shepherd? I-, I love you, man. And I am so hungry. <laughs> the owner of the greenhouse, already impacted by Storm Daniel, expressed his distress, noting the extensive damage to, um, noting the extensive damage to his production. The floods in the region have uh, had a devastating effect on agriculture and livestock, causing significant losses and leaving thousands of acres of farmland submerged. This incident underscores the challenges faced by farmers in the region. So, uh, yeah. Although hilarious, quite sad also. <laughs> All right. Another piece of news. Oh, it's a good one, guys. We've got time for two today. We have to be quick with this one. An Alabama band director, so a director of a band from Alabama, who wouldn't stop playing um, or performing at a football game blank. El director de la banda de Alabama que no dejó de tocar, tocar en el partido de fútbol americano blank. What happened to him? Was it A, he became internet famous? 
which is a vernacular for saying, you know, he kind of went viral and he's now very famous on the internet. Is it B, he was tased? It's like being electrocuted by one of their guns. He was tased and arrested by the police. Or C, will become the future composer for, for future Star Wars properties. Star Wars TV properties, my bad. So Alabama band director who wouldn't stop performing at a, a football game becomes A, becomes internet famous. B, is tased and arrested. Or C, will be the future composer for Star Wars TV properties. A, B, or C. What do you think, Natch? I don't know. C? You think C? He's going to be the future. You don't like Star Wars. Mm, well, I don't. I'm not <laughs> a huge fan. You're not a huge yeah. fan. Yeah. So you think C. Um, the chat seems to be angling towards B. All right, let's find out. Alabama band director who wouldn't stop performing at a football game. Drum roll. Can't beat the chat. B, tased and arrested by the police. Jeez, man, what an overreaction. <laughs> Welcome to Alabama. <laughs> An Alabama high school band director was tased and arrested by the police after he did not halt his band's performance after a football game. Jeez Louise, friends. Oh, my God. Look, all the um, all the links and all the things that I used in the show today, you can find those on my uh, Patreon. Thank you so much for coming and participating in this, the best part of my day. Friends, so many things you could have been doing this morning. An infinite number of things. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with the Natch and myself. And it means the absolute world. I'll be back with you again tomorrow. See you next time.